Welcome to this week's Yep Yeah Yes with Tamika and Marissa. I'm Marissa. That's Tamika. Tamika, how are you doing this week? Good. How about you? I'm good. I'm fantastic, actually. Um, you know, still stuck at home. Still you're stuck. You're what? Cho- you're not stuck. You're choosing to be to obey by the stay-at-home order. That was just extended for the state of New York. Yeah. But you're not in jail. Nope. You're not. I'm not. You're not. Nobody's telling you you're not allowed to leave or you're going to be arrested. Yep. I'm not under house arrest. My kids will not be taken from me. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Perspective. That's why I guess that's why I'm fantastic. But this week I want to talk about something. Um, I want to know if it's racist, if it's art. So here's, here's, let me break down my train of thought and then we will discuss. So um, Tropic Thunder was a movie. It came out, oh gosh, uh, let me just double check when it came out because um, uh, I don't want to get that wrong. In 2008, and it was billed as a, as a satirical comedy. Now, every few years, um, this is something that's recycled in social media, especially where um, a crop of new people that have discovered this movie um, are offended by it. Then, you know, they get the kibosh by people who saw it and, you know, artists and things like that. And then, you know, but it, it's something that's cyclical. And now, I guess, with everybody being home, it's one of those things where um, a lot of things are coming up now. Um, so, first, I want to start off with Tropic Thunder. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. plays a character who does blackface. He's, he plays an Australian with blonde hair, blue eyes, who is playing a black character in a war. A war uh, and they, you know, become heroes. But that's, I, I don't want to discuss the movie. I just want to discuss the character. When the movie came out, um, a man doing blackface in 2008, it was like, uh, excuse me, you're going to have to explain how you, you came up with this. And it was to show a satire or how ridiculous it is. Um, the stereotypes, perhaps, or the um, how, how our um, consumerism for television and film how it can be so clownish and moronic. And now recently, Tyra Banks used to have a show, America's Top Model, and now they're recycling some of the old clips and they're saying, is this bitch really serious right now? She would make fun of models that had um, a gap tooth. Um, one of the models didn't want to close her gap. She said she'll, she'll, she'll bring it a little bit more together, but she won't, she won't close the gap. And she kind of like made fun of her, like, oh, you really think a cover girl is going to have somebody with a big old gap? Um, during one of the cycles um, they had where the models were trading races and just the way she spoke on certain things that, that um, she, she came out and said that she agrees with them was a different time, blah, blah, blah. I didn't even, I didn't ever know. Oh, maybe I did notice. I don't know. I might've been. What what Tyra Banks was saying. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it wasn't, but see, that's the thing. Her response to it and acknowledging it was not as highlighted as the backlash. Yeah. And, now that I'm thinking about it, I did read her response. And, and Jay Alexander. Yeah. And now Jay Alexander's coming out with a book and he's claiming, you know, he was very uncomfortable and it wasn't, um, it wasn't a, an environment where, where, where they could speak freely. 
Um, now we all the one with the gray hair or the one that does the model walk. Uh, the the gray hair. Okay. Um, then we have um, then we have um, there's a show on Netflix with Rashida Jones. And now Rashida Jones received small amounts of backlash, but you know, it's kind of been like uh, washed into everything else. She received a small amount of backlash claiming that this is the first time she plays a black character. I'm, I'm, I've seen her in other things, whether that's true or not. I'm not quite sure she's played white or played black or just played mixed. I don't really know how that, how, how that interpretation is, but okay, here's the thing. My question initially was, is it racist Is it if it's art? The Robert Downey Jr. doing blackface in, in the form, medium of art, meaning movies, to portray how moronic certain things are and certain um, Hollywood aspects are. We give him a pass and we continue to give him a pass. And we're going to give him another pass because apparently he's going to be playing a Mexican um, character pretty soon. So for some reason, Robert Downey Jr. will get another pass. So I already know that. So in looking at this form in, in the 2000s, uh, white American playing blackface, why are we okay with it or why are we not okay with it? What do you think? You froze up for, for a bit. So you said in looking at what? Robert Downey Jr. Uh -huh. in the 2000s playing blackface. Are we okay with it because it's art? No. Are we okay with it because of the message that he, he's portrayed? Are you the character that he okay portrayed? Or is society okay with it? That's two different things. Society, well, here's the thing though. Society is clearly okay with it because society, whenever someone like, Somebody who, who rediscovers this movie um, and they're like, wow, Robert Downey Jr., blackface, we need to cancel him. And everybody's like, no, you're not canceling him because what he, the message that he portrayed in the movie, the way he went about it was to show how absolutely redundant we have black characters playing in American film. It's, he, he, he pulled out from his acting bag every stereotype I think you can think of. And he poked fun of it. So I already know for everyone else, it's fine. For some reason, it's fine because it's art and we give him the pass because it's artistry. And we're going to do it again because he's about to play a Mexican. But now you, Tamika, in 2020, how do you look at it? Because we went to see this movie together. I don't remember seeing it. I was just about to say I've never seen it. We saw it together. I must have fell asleep. But it's one of those movies where, yeah, you fall asleep in every movie. It's, it's one of those movies. Yeah, that's one of those movies like you see once and then you don't really, like, you'll catch a clip. And you probably paid. can't imagine I paid for that shit. <laughs> you took me out. You whined and dined me. <laughs> but I didn't find you. <laughs> no. Um, look, I have no problem with people expressing their art with in whichever form that can that may be and yes movies are a form of art they're a form of expression whatever yeah. the content may be um if i had um do i have to agree with it do i have to like art art is subjective you know what yeah. I mean? like that movie birth of a nation it was like the came out 
a long time ago. And I mean, before we were born, before my, my mom was born, like, it's like that, that it's been out 70 years. I don't even remember what year it was, but, um, and that was like a three hour movie filled with nothing but uh, stereotypes about black people, civil war, like, it's just ridiculous. Um, but people consider it art, you know? People go to that film to create more art in a way, documentaries and things of that nature. Um, so does it mean that I have to appreciate it and like it and welcome it in my home? No. I mean, when you think about all when the Obamas were president and all of the, the um, caricatures from New York Magazine, and like all these, you know, publications. Right. And what do they call those? The comic strips that would depict them as monkeys. Political commentary. Oh my gosh, that like was terrible. All these images. Yeah, I guess it's art. Um, somebody's going to buy it. It's going to end up in some museum. It's still, you can find it on, on the internet, you know? Um, yeah. I'm sure if you typed in racist art, there's a whole thing about it. Not just that, but I mean, just in general, all kinds of things that you would look at and be like, wow, that's really nice, but why does it have to be like a noose? Yeah. You know, so back to like the Robert Downey Jr. thing, yes, racism can be art, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that you can, that you have to allow it in your home, just like racist verbiage. It's out there, but that doesn't mean you, you can, should allow it in your home. So I stumbled upon a thread and I'm not going to promote it. I'm not going to say where I found it. I stumbled upon a thread because I was like deep diving on other examples for, for this because it, it got me thinking last week of like, all right, there's certain things that don't stand the test of time, you know, um, when it comes to art, right? We're going to keep calling the movies art. Um, some things don't stand the test of time. And I'm quite, I'm not quite sure where, where I stand yet with this Tropic Thunder. I haven't seen it again since it came out. Um, but I stumbled upon a thread about Valentine's Day and about the history of Valentine's Day cards. You know how people consistently say it was like um, the, the, the greeting card industry, mass. Have you seen vintage uh, Valentine's Day cards? Not that I can recall. I might have seen something, but it's just like refresh my memory, you know? Well, I'm not quite sure that we've actually seen how these Valentine's Day cards have, have, have really created the trajectory that it has to today. Vintage Valentine's Day cards were depicted of mainly black caricatures in... Um, I forgot the dialect that that the word is used for um for how how um like slave talk I think it's called I I or I can't remember the dialect I I, I know that there's a word for it and I and I and I don't want to be um I don't want to be dragged uh, for using the wrong while um you while you keep talking I'll look it up okay so and it was all depicted on how um slave talk right and 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 um and it was. I cannot believe. So then as the years progressed and they started making it um, white children and more lovey-dovey and, and, and the way the communication was completely different. It, I 
went down this rabbit hole that I wish I never, I never went down. It was like the most disgusting. I, I can't even believe that this is like, but then here we are again today, you know, down this, uh, you know, white rabbit hole um, of, of how could, how could people let this happen? And here we are again doing it. Unbelievable. I mean, it's, a, I, it, it is what it is. It's like, uh, and, and I don't know if you were talking about Gullah, if that's the language you're talking about. It is. Um, I, th is I think that is it. Um, but. Thank I mean, you for looking is, that up. All of, all of this stuff is part of our country. It's the American way. You know what yeah. I mean? You can't, it, it is what it is. It's like, we can't. You know, it's funny because the only people that I ever notice and see telling people, like, fighting hard, fight, I'm talking about hard, mm -hmm. that the N-word should be taken out of the English dictionary and, and people's language, that um, we should move on from slavery, that... This was, it's always white people. It, it's it's always, always the people, it's always the people have, it is none of your business. <laughs> right. Like, none of your business. It's, it's your fault. Like, it's like, it's like a kid that like sneaks and like, okay, you know how these, these things are going around, these videos are going around of children like taking candy out of bowls and stealing candy and things of that nature. You still there? Anyway, I'm here. Okay, no, you you're froze. You were frozen on the, on the screen. But you, so you know how you they have oh these. Oh God, babies. I hope my face was not. <laughs> I'm gonna use that too as the promo. So you know how these parents are showing these kids like tempting them with bowl of candy, <laughs> and they're like, you know, <laughs> they're like, you know, I'm gonna <laughs> real homie. I'm leave. I can't stand you right now. I'm at the poster. Oh, yeah. So people, people can, can see the picture of you. you. It's ridiculous. My face? Yeah, the face you just made. Anyway, it froze. <laughs> it keeps freezing that way. Anyway, I can't stand it. Stop doing that. Are you making me lose my train of thought? Oh my God. Anyway, parents are putting these bowls of candy out and tempting their children, right? But it's like yeah. children saying, like children taking the candy and then blaming the parents. <laughs> like all right i took the candy why you gotta keep why are you tempting me why do you keep bringing it up you know what i mean i might not yeah. be uh the best analogy but it's like one of those things like you did it to us and now you're mad because we're using it and we talk about it and we constantly well, bring it up and we write books about it and dissertations and we study it and we put the words in rap songs you you forced it on us and now you're mad because we used it and we don't want you to use it no more. You know what I'm saying? If you really want to use it so bad, then use it. But it's the Karenism. That's what it is. It's the Karenism. The moment, the moment you're not allowed to use something, no one's allowed to use it. Right. You, you gotta, no, no Karen. Doesn't work that way, unfortunately. And then, so, so I, I'm curious to see how this new character with Robert Downey Jr. playing a Mexican, I, I'm curious to see how that's going to, how that's going to feel. But then on the flip side, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, my personal, 
I'll, I'll, I'll explain my position after I play devil's advocate. Um, we had in the early 80s, we always had English actors or those with an English accent playing Germans, right? Because in the 80s, it was um, Germans were the bad guys in all the, you know, our, our, our big blockbuster um, action movies. Now, I don't really hear too much fodder from Germany to say, I've had German au pairs. And when I've asked this question to them, they're like, no, we're very self-aware. Like Germany and Australia, we are like literally the world's bad guy. Like it stands to reason. We should be the bad guy in the movie. Like that, that's turned to, but what they do say that I just don't understand why it's always an English person playing a German as the bad guy. So that's the only thing that I'm like, hmm, do Anglo-Americans have their own little subculture of racism? Now, that's just the question posed for anyone who's listening as a thought. My personal opinion for Anglo-America, if you have a bad guy or a subculture of racism, I don't care and I don't want to hear it. You can take your privilege and go, go where? Everywhere else. See, see, this is the thing, though, because it's like that I, I believe that, yes, they do. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to to galvanizing, they they're all together. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Whereas I don't think it's always the same with other nationalities. Like you don't really see like like Mexicans and Puerto Ricans banding together. That might not be the greatest analogy, but but society sees them as the same. Well, well, I have two answers for you when it comes to that. When central Central South and the Caribbean get together for artistry. It's it's called One World, Un Mundo, right? There's a whole there's a there's a, um, a music um, festival um, called One World, right? Un Mundo, and they always say that we're one, we're one, we're one. Um, but I think, unfortunately, unfortunately, in America, because we're not a melting pot, we're more of a mosaic. I think it's very hard to. Um, I, I believe, my personal opinion, in America, it is very hard to galvanize unity when it comes to minorities because, I, personal opinion, I believe that it has been a deep-seated thought trained to say you're different. You don't have the same, um, you don't have the same um, struggles. So when when you always have to have somebody. I'm trying to explain my train of thought and I, I hope I'm not losing you because I know I, I tend to go on tangents. I truly believe that Anglo-America, when they're speaking to like, let's say I wanted to speak on Latin American culture and uh, Latin American, um, Hispanic um, issues. But I believe one of the ways that they keep it separate is that Anglo-America puts the question back to me. Well, do you have the same struggle as somebody from Mexico or somebody from Dominican Republic? Because as a Puerto Rican, you are born with a U.S. passport. I get that. Perhaps I can't speak on immigration, but doesn't mean I shouldn't. You see what I'm saying? I, I feel like the argument back to, to minorities is to say, yeah, you think you're the same, but you're different. And that keeps that rhetoric um, continuing to go because that's how they keep us not galvanizing because we have the numbers and we have, we have the majority of the money. So, and, and that money speaks. So if we 
begin with our where we put our dollars and how we galvanize there's strength in that and that and i believe anglo america makes sure that we don't do that i think at the end of the day it all comes back to like this something like stockholm syndrome where it's like you something is so embedded and ingrained in you about who you are you've been told who you are that you start to believe it like i was watch, i was watching this ig show the other day um it was a fat joe show and he had Akon on there. And Akon's like this big deal in Africa. You know, he went back there. He was in, you know, whatever. And he, he made a good point. He was like, you know, how many black people that you know is like, oh, I ain't going there. Like that, like Africa is like the last place like black people is trying to go. You know what I mean? It'll be like, oh, I'm trying to go to, to Vegas or, you know, the Caribbean. It's never like, like oh, Africa. Like the idea of Africa is like, oh hell no! They, you know, they're sitting around, they're in jungles, and like there's the idea of it is not, is not really accurate. But it's been it's been embedded and portrayed to us in such a way, and we 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 have been, and I'm talking about Puerto Ricans as well, because you know it's like we have been it's been ingrained in us that we um. Like we, we were given away. We were like, we were stolen, but we were also given away. Like the Kings and Queens, like they, they bartered it. They bartered us. And like, right. Right. Take that. Like that. So why would I, why, why would I want to go there? That ain't me. That's not my people. I don't know nothing about Africa. And, and that has always been from as far as I can remember. It's like one of the tools that white people use against us. We'll go back to Africa. Meanwhile, I've never been there. But that's like a tool. And so when you use a statement like that as a way of demeaning somebody, then what they're using, you're going to look at that as something negative. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, so it's like even if you bring it, water it down a little bit and somebody says to you, um, it could be like food. Like, well, stop eating. You're so fat. Well, why don't if you if you're so hungry, then eat this. You know what I'm saying? So you can put a negative connotation on anything, and so then you start thinking like, well, what the fuck? If you know that that's is that bad? Is it like go back to Africa? What's what's wrong with that? Why are you using yeah. that as, as something against me? And so we we start to believe that that is a negative. There's nothing good there. Even the commercials that would come here, little babies with flies flying around their face and send them a dollar a day and they can eat porridge. You remember those commercials? They don't even show those anymore. Cause it was like, it was false. Because it's not true. It's not true. Those mofos were probably in New Orleans. <laughs> but, but, but let's be real though. There's more poverty. There's the poverty in America. The disparity of income here in America is astounding. Right. And, and the disparity in education is astounding. And the way we, educate ourselves and our children is one of the major components to keep us where they want us. Right. Um, and I, I know, I know that I'm long winded. Um, and that's probably one of like my negatives because I'm trying to make such a great point, but I go around in circles. Um, but it's, it's, but you're right though. It, it's just the way that we, we use the negative to create a narrative to say like, but why wouldn't I want to go back to Africa? It's mineral rich. 
you have um, empires of education. Like where did where did like, the why first want to go there? Oh, I know. And you then know? you know, we always we credit we credit um, we credit so many other nations for so many different. You froze. First, wait. You froze. You said you credit. Are you there? Of currency came from Egypt. The first form of <laughs> hi. Oh my gosh! I don't know what is wrong with this Wi-Fi. So, uh, what I'm going to do. Hopefully, it, it, if I have to record it all over again, I will, but I'm going to try something and see if it works because you need to um, say what you just said all over again. We'll make sure. Okay, so you said you want to credit some nations? No, no. I say we give credit to nations, other nations, for so many different things, but the first form of currency... Um, from thousands of years ago is credited in Egypt. Um, and, um, and it was made by like, I think it was like made in ivory, these little, like, um, it, it looks like, think of a domino, like, like a, like the game domino, but right. very tiny, but we credit all that. So let's say Greece, right? We credit currency and mathematics with Greece, but Let's be real. You know, they credit the, um, the, the, um, the oldest, even Greece, actually, they claim to take credit for the, um, eldest alphabet. Um, but whether that's true or not, I'm not going to get into all that, but, um, when, when, why would I use that as a negative? Why is that a negative? Why wouldn't I want to go back there? This is a, this is a, a place in, in the world where they're mineral rich. They have so many beautiful things in history thousands of years ago like why wouldn't what i want to go stuff that we get from there and like taking it back to what you said how you started the, the today's show the art that we get from there i mean like we can break it down to just the the minutiae of dancing and tiktok you know how many of these dances are coming from africa i yeah you know what i'm yeah. saying i don't know it's just it's just it's just a crazy crazy thing. It's just crazy. But you know, I'm I'm my goal is to to try to go there like next year, year year after. Um, I don't know. I I think during this quarantine, it's made me look at stuff more and see. You know, it it's just crazy. I don't know how to explain it. It's just I want to be. I want to appreciate a little bit more. That's one in front in what's in front of me and and not just have this this uh laser focus on one thing and maybe recognize that there's so much more than what's in, in four walls of my home yeah my home. and you know what i i want to i i don't want to leave such a beautiful topic because i i also want to give like rashida jones yeah i think i think she i think she's somebody who's worked very hard and i think she has portrayed herself in such a beautiful way I think because she's such a beautiful person, Anglo-America wants her. So when she's playing a what they claim to be her first black character, then they have to tear her down. 
what's to say they must not have she plays um tracy ellis ross's sister on blackish they must also not have seen any of her other movies because what's to say that she was playing a, a white character right it's just, it's just crazy it's like they completely dismiss the fact that that quincy jones is her father that she grew up in this I, I don't know. She was on a red carpet and, um, oh, the tall white lady. I can't remember her name. She goes, oh, wow, you look like a golden goddess. Have you been on vacation? And this poor girl is like, well, I'm ethnic. And just walked away. Like, wow, you got, like, okay. But nobody would, I, I feel like, like her sister, her full sister, um, Kadada, like, I don't even think anybody looks at her as being half white and half black you know what i mean people just look she's black Aaliyah was her best friend she dated tupac oh she black you well, know I can, I mean? yeah but she does she's like like the the friends the girls that she grew up with the paris hiltons and you know that crew of people yeah it's like oh she's ours it's just crazy and, it, I, and a lot of this this criticism is coming from like black people it's like, really? But you know what? Like I said, it's, 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 I've said this a thousand times over. This is longstanding systematic racism. When, when, when you're, you've been taught that you don't fit the beauty mold, that you don't fit certain things or a portrayal of something doesn't fit, then it belongs there. And that's just longstanding systematic racism. And it's, we need to chip away at that. I, I, but then, wait a minute, hold on though a second. On the flip side, look at Tiffany Haddish. Why does she get so much backlash? No because back she's too black? They keep saying that she's too black. They, I don't think they mean it. See, it's like one of the, black people are just, oh, you have to have a whole episode on colorism, black women, black issues. Like, mm -hmm. and I think we should actually do a, a whole panel. Now we're doing Zoom, you know, just have a few people in here to talk about. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you're down for that, but. Um, I'm down for it. Just have a couple of people on and just really talk about colorism. But I think when, when they talk about Tiffany Haddish being too black, I don't think it's about her color, skin color. No, it's the way she's acting, right. how she portrays herself. Like buffoonish. That's how, like that, that's what they consider buffoonish. Right. But it's like, like you, you you can't, you can't, you, you can lose either way. If you're Claire Huxtable, then you're acting too white. You're Rashida Jones. Right. If you're before, you're, you're too black. Your, you're Rashida Jones. You're not accepting your, your blackness. And, and, and even when she was cast on Black as Fuck, Black AF on Netflix, um, even when Rashida Jones was cast on there, people, like, like they, they all came from black people. She's not black enough. And it's like, and I'm not even going to lie and be like, like, I agree. I didn't, I, I didn't think it was uh, the greatest casting. I was like, why did, but I was going in it blindly. I'm like, why are they, why do they always have to get the lightest girl on these shows? But then you read about it and it's about his life. And then you look at his wife and you look at their kids and they're very varying shades. Cause I was even like, how they got like darker kids and super, super light kids. But then you look at his actual kids and you're like, okay, he really tried his hardest to make it as close as possible to the skin tones. And it's very difficult because 
I said, the one thing about being a, a dark-skinned woman, melanated, is that you don't see yourself that much on TV. And so when you see that there are black directors and black creators, artists that have the, have the um, uh, what do you call it? The opportunity to create something where we're all included, all shades included and included, and they choose Rashida Jones, you automatically think like, oh, see, we ain't, we ain't never got a shot. You know, but then if it's based on his life, then he's gonna do what he gotta do. I, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a, another topic that we can go down, you know, on another show, maybe some few weeks from now, whatever, but um, it's definitely something that I think is really, really interesting. Yeah. I am. Um, I wanna. I wanna make um, a, a shift and talk about a family that you can't stand. I wanna go to. Uh. <laughs> now I use this person's name in a different way, and you were like, "Huh?" I wanna talk about Khloe Kardashian. Okay, hear me out though. Oh, so you met, when you told me the topic, you intended for it to be spelled that way? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay. Okay. How did you spell it? Clowny Kardashian. Okay. Okay, so uh, her baby's father um, is embroiled in another paternity um, question. Um, there's a, sure, there was not? a... Because why not? Well, there was a paternity test done. It came negative, and the mother of the child is claiming that it is it was falsified because of the Kardashians. I don't know if anybody holds that much power, but listen, I have been shocked. Money is power, girl. But I right? can't imagine Chloe would go that deep. The kid comes out, start looking like him. What are you gonna do? I gotta tell you. I don't know. And the reason I don't know is because I feel like, I, I just don't know. I, I feel like people have done more with less, right? So um, I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just curious about it. So now there was also part of this whole like backlash was that they were claiming that she's pregnant again. And that how dare her be a clown, blah, 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 because um, she did all of that. She, she, she backlashed, tried to ruin Jordan Wood's life all just to be pregnant by him again. And then I'm thinking to myself, is she a clown for wanting more babies with the same dude that clowned her? I don't think she can be wrong. For, you can never be wrong for wanting to have babies. Yeah. Well, I, I assume that having a baby and seeing you, you like her kid is beautiful. Seeing your yeah. baby and being, especially during quarantine and y'all quarantining together, I'm, I'm sure your mind can be clouded and you're like, oh, I want another one. Can well, she also, one? on her show, she made mention that he's going to be a sperm donor and right. make embryos. Right. You can be a clown for taking them back fully. But if you're trying to use them as a sperm donor, sperm, sperm donor, then so be it. Is it so bad? No, I don't think it's so bad. I think it's bad to be a clown. I think if you're a clown, if 
if you're blindly taken back, I think you're a clown. She's trying to sue the girl that's saying that he is the baby's father. Like, why are you involved? That had nothing to do with you. Y'all not together. She, with him, sent a cease and desist letter to this lady. It's just, I, I, I don't know. So that, it, that to me is clownish. But it's like, it's like one, it's, it's one of those things. Like, we women, man, we do some, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a tell you a story. Story time with Tamika. Every week, let's tell a story. Okay? I know you're weak. No, need- no, no. I am so ready. So I, so I was dating this guy in college, right? When I tell you I love this motherfucker, like his skin was beautiful. He had beautiful hair. Like everything about him, I was just like, oh my gosh. I just, like, I just loved him. Like, I just love being, he didn't say much. We look, we sit there and just smoke weed in my dorm and watch TV or usually just listen to Biggie and Nas. Like we just sit there and just listen to me. We weren't a little deep and personal. We weren't even like having sex like that. It was just like, we just want to be with each other, lay down, whatever. So then the semester ends and he lives in Jersey. I live on Long Island. And he would, we met up a few times or whatever. It's like hard. You ain't got a job. It's like Jersey is like when you ain't got a car or a job. Jersey's far when you got a car still. Yeah. It's just just a lot to get, get to him. So went to great adventure, you know, run me a teddy bear. And like, you know, when you're, when you're a young, say, Oh my God, you want me a teddy bear? Like, stupid okay the whole thing like everything he did was like perfect meet him at penn station and we just have a beautiful day in the city like whatever the case would be i just like loved being around him the problem was that i paid for everything everything okay like everything to get integrated venture to to walk around, give him money to get back on the, on the, the path train to go back to New Jersey. Like I was so much so that he, I started sending this motherfucker $50 a week. I remember it. I had my little job at Sam Goody. I was making about $50 a week. I wasn't making any, maybe $150, you know, every two weeks or something like that. And I would send him $50 a week. He would send me faxes because he didn't want to write me a letter. So I would come home from work and it'd be a fax waiting for me. And he'd like write me poetry and tell me how great I was. And just like, and I'll be like, the check's in the mail, boo. That's a clown. But we've all been in these situations where we do the stupidest, 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 stupidest stuff ever. And I've been there. And did I have a baby by him? No. But I I probably would have if he if he was like, let's do it. But it's like he was smart enough to know, like, no, nah, I don't want that responsibility. Cause this bitch is gonna she gonna have a baby and she gonna wise up, be like, she ain't sending me fifty dollars no more. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I I was a clown. I was Chloe. I was a clown. And so we all have those moments. And so I don't, 
The only thing I can say about Chloe is she's a grown ass woman with a baby. You know, I was 20 something, you know, yeah. stupid, 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 stupid. Clown. She's still, yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder, thank you for your story. First of all, every week we're going to give you a story. One of us. But, but what's crazy is that like your story resonates with every woman ever. We've all been a clown. <sighs> you got a clown story? Do you got a clown story? I have more than I'm willing to share at the moment. Well, just That's share. What's, you can share a story. Like, let's, let's be real. I mean, I start sharing your own stories. But this, is, this, this only has to come from your mouth. In 20 years, your daughter is going to watch this and be like, okay, I'm not crazy. My mom's been there. And I'm going to learn. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, God. You're going to take 20 minutes to come up with a story. You got millions yeah. right in the palm of your hand. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. Oh, my God. Why can't I think of any one of them? Forget it. Anyway, Chloe, Chloe's a clown. But but here's the thing though. So but but here as two grown adult women, is she more of a clown because she's clowning herself with this dude? Or did she clown herself more by what she did to this girl? By her sister her her younger sister's friend. And this supposed baby's mother. She been a clown. She and the and the baby's mother trues older brother's baby's mother that's that, that wasn't even the beginning of the clownish clownishness she was a clown with lamar she'd been a clown she'd been a clown a long time she she came from the school of clownery okay but it just evolved into a way where you're just like homegirl went to ringling college and became like the president right. of school right and it's like one of those things where it's like okay well I mean, if you start to break down where it where it went wrong, it went wrong being on TV. You know what I mean? You see yourself yeah. back. Like a lot of a lot of people. I, I was watching on um uh I was watching the Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills, and they were talking about Teddy Mel Mellencamp and how like the first season she was like drip jab, the next season she came in with her makeup. It's like once you see yourself back. You, you like completely change how you look. You look at all these reality shows. And so Chloe started to see her, herself back and she completely changed how she looked. But I think that in, in turn changed how she started treating people and what she expected. And so you can look at her relationship with Lamar and the children, his children. You know, you can look at um, the whole thing that she had with, with Tristan and French Montana, even French Montana, like it's yeah. just you know the whole. Uh, she's a she's a clown, but I think the true clownery came through when she tried to pretend like she didn't know Tristan had a baby on it. Like she she claimed that he said he they broke up. He the woman's still pregnant. You don't think to yourself like, okay, when did they break up? But what's but what's even 
what's even and i think i i i've said this a thousand times the world is fair in that it's unfair to everyone right and you get them how you keep them those are two of the the biggest phrases that i i truly live my life by you is it not you keep them how you got them yeah you keep them how you got get them and it's the same shit no just a conjugation differently no you keep them how you get them. Get and got are not separate conjugations, said, but mean. You, that's not what you said. What I say? You said you got them how you keep them. Oh, sorry. I'm just sorry. helping you up for the world. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> okay, shut up. I'm posting this. No, you're right. You're right. You're always right. Oh, so, see, why you gotta be a hater? I'm not. You're I'm right. Gonna, I'm gonna let you go out there in the world then. <laughs> but but she she messed with a dude that had a pregnant woman and what do you what happened to you a few days before you gave birth okay all right boo. exactly and you step on this little girl you step on a little girl she ain't little she's girl. what we, 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 let's i'm gonna give her what? that well, come on 35 and 20, 20? you're not a little girl at 20 Young and dumb. Young and dumb. Yeah. yeah but your you daughter is a little girl. Okay. She's a little girl. Okay. So she stepped on this young and dumb girl. But homeboy's still up in the, the manse getting a pass. Exactly. Okay. She, she okay. will use the phrase, well, he my, my baby daddy. Who that is? <laughs> my baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just my baby daddy. <laughs> 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 I love saying that. Oh gosh, but you know, whatever. She, she's a clown, and it's okay. You know, we, we, society is entertained by clowns. We yeah. love circus. The Kardashians are a circus. Yeah. Society loves them. Yeah. We, we we get to tune in and see what shenanigans they're up to. We get to see the side players like Kanye claiming they're the richest. Three billionaire, three billion dollars. You can take. We get to claim. We get to watch him. This whole sh sh show. We get to see a man transition from a man to a woman. You know, we get to see a handsome young man grow up to a voluptuous man. <laughs> you know, we. It's a. It's a, a circus. Voluptuous. We get to see a, a young girl. <laughs> transform her entire face and body and become a billionaire the youngest billionaire ever self-made right self-made billionaire we get to see another girl just kind of become a supermodel just because oh because she had you know show. the kardashians are a show it's a they they have the cast of characters there's clowns there's elephants there's tigers lions and bears there's a trapeze art artist that are towing the line between this and that, you know, um, it's got we're, everything. All, we're all ringside for it. And who, who pray tell is the, what do they call the conductor? What do you call that person? The ringmaster. Who's the ringmaster? Uh, Miss Chris Jenner. Mama, Mama Chris. And so, you know, love it. We love it. I know I do. But you know what? I'm tired of the circus. I've moved on. I'm on to the, the Tiger King. 
<laughs> you 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 want a Joe Exotica? Exactly. <laughs> I love him so much. Oh my god, I'm broke as shit. <laughs> but that that is that is the truth of the matter. Yeah. You know. Yep. That's the truth of the matter. Uh, well, homie. Before Thanks. we go, before before we end the show, I just want to give a shout out to my brother Zeb. He's the video guy. Like he, I don't even know what the hell he does. He's just making shit. He creating video. He's a he's a creative man. The content is out of this world, and he gave us cameras um, for us to film our show. That's why I look. You know, you can see. He gave you lights. Him. He gave you lights. Okay. Yeah. He gave me light. God gave me life. My brother gave me light. And so in honor of him, my niece and nephew and his wife, I'm wearing the shirt. This is the coolest. Auntie. Shout out to my brother. I love you, bro. Thank you for the, the video equipment. Awesome. Where can they catch us, Marissa? Yep, yeah, yes, 18 on Instagram and t Twitter. The Yep, yes, yeah. The Yep, yeah, yes podcast on Facebook. And any streaming device where you can stream a podcast, all you have to do is say, said device, Alexa, please play the Yep, Yeah, Yes podcast. And there you go. There you go. It's all good. All good in the hood. All good in the hood. Well, homie, you have a, a great day. It's beautiful out here on Long Island. Um, but, you know, try to stay indoors, be safe. And, uh, you know, the day will come where we'll be able to go out to eat and, you know, as my father would say, socialize. Uh, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, I love you, homie. Love you, too. Talk to you next week, y'all. Bye. Bye.